welcome to the Write Your Next Chapter podcast. This is how to live inspired. Let's go, my friends. We're so excited you could join us again. I think back to when the idea of Write Your Next Chapter first entered my head. I wanted to bring color and vibrancy into other people's lives. When we teamed up to create this podcast, we knew we could bring together heartfelt stories, motivational talks, and so much intention to inspire others joining us on this journey. Yep, we just wanted to give you a small glimpse into living your best life or just that nudge you needed to start thinking about your next chapter. Now, let's get on to today's episode. Hi guys, it's Chelsea. I've got Vic here. Sorry for the long pause from the last time you heard from us. We were Yeah, we've been on a little hiatus. Yep, enjoying quarantine or not enjoying quarantine. I guess it kind of depends on what your perspective is, but going through some Totally, <laughs> totally. Now we were all just trying to navigate this this different journey. And um, for us, the difficulties of trying to coordinate podcasts and everyone's schedule and figuring out, you know, who's working, who's not working, who's having fun playing Animal Crossing in quarantine, because I know I was. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's a shameless plug to Animal Crossing right now, but <laughs> I was addicted. Okay, I do have to ask, though, did you learn any new hobbies during quarantine? I know everyone's talking about the new things they've learned. What was your new hobby? Yeah, I, I learned how to bring campers to my island <laughs> on Animal Crossing. Like, that was probably okay. the best hobby I've learned. I mean... <laughs> I learned how to like build cliffs, add waterfalls, like it, it, it was an amazing hobby. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> and what about you? Um, so I can't really say it's a hobby because I'm not super good at it yet, but um, I started trying wood burning. Um, there's an official name for it, I'm not really sure what it is at the moment. Um, but yeah, trying to learn how to draw letters and shapes and decorative things to wooden objects. So that totally beats my Animal Crossing. No. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Nothing fancy. You should see the work I did, and you might change your mind. But um, yeah, took up something new. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. Well, on the real, we actually did install a home gym in our garage. I'm very excited. I cannot wait to see before and after quarantine photos of you. Yeah, I, I have to actually start using it. I've probably used it <laughs> twice, but I will say my wife will be the first to tell you it almost ended in divorce a few times because <laughs> um, putting together a home gym is not the easiest thing to do. So uh, we we had our we had our moments where we were just like, okay, walk away from each other because we just can't do this right now. <laughs> I mean, especially it's it's even harder to have those moments when you're having quarantine because you're locked down and you can't go anywhere. So you're still kind of stuck with each other. But the good news is you're still together. And so this was probably a good relationship test, if nothing more. Oh, it totally was. Totally was. She's been using it quite a bit. Um, she works from home. So obviously she has a little bit more flexibility to come downstairs and use it. Um, I'm I've been working through this whole 
mm-hmm. pandemic and uh, my time has been a little bit more strained. And frankly, I've just been emotionally and mentally and physically drained by the end of the day when I get home. So now I'm in a better place. Now I can start using the gym. I'm excited. But I did hear that you picked up another hobby, something with eggs. Oh, gosh. What Every, was it? Everything with eggs. I did. Um, we had this genius idea at the beginning of quarantine to buy an ungodly amount of eggs. I don't even know how many was in this brick. I think it was like eight dozen thinking we would be set for some time. And then I realized we don't actually eat that many eggs and started getting creative. And every day was a new egg recipe. Um, so I took on, um, I don't even know what the official name is like drying out a salt cured egg yolks. Um, which took me. That's some master chef stuff right there. I mean, I watched a lot of MasterChef in quarantine, so that might be where the inspiration came from or the crazy idea, depending on how you look at it. But um, yeah, it took almost three weeks of curing them and then putting them in cheesecloth and letting them dry. Uh, And the end of the process is it's kind of like a salty Parmesan when you grate it. Um, And we've been putting it on salads, steaks, um, but it's kind of a really fun cheese-free option uh, as a topping on food now. So it came out yummy, but it was a very long process. That's awesome. Now I'm intimidated by MasterChef Junior, and now I'm intimidated <laughs> by co-host Chelsea. Um, strangely so. enough, I actually, one of my old employees was on MasterChef Junior when he was 13. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, now we got to hunt them down and get I, them onto a podcast, right? Right. But um, anyway, so I know we're talking about quarantine a lot um, and we were kind of talking about like you and I had been sidebarring about what was important in quarantine and how you you really kind of noticed like who was important to you, what is important to you and what things you can kind of let go of. And I know um, for everyone who's listening, our next guest kind of fits right into that niche talking about her journey. So I know it's someone that you um, are pre- have previously known. So um tell us about rocio yeah definitely uh so she lives out in colorado a state i've never been to and i totally want to go visit for the beautiful scenery that i always see photos of uh so we we met through a mutual friend and uh i said hey let's let's get you onto a podcast and share really what your next chapter is because she's she's using this quarantine time to really transform her mindset and figure out what she wants to do with this next chapter, this next milestone coming up in her life. And um, and I was excited when she said, yeah, let's do this, right? So we're going to get her on the phone. She's going to dial in remotely uh, so that we can socially distance a few states away. And, uh, and we're going to have a good conversation with her. So let's dial in, let's get her on the phone, and let's have a good conversation here. All right, sounds good. Chelsea's on. Hi, Hi Chelsea. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Likewise. I can't yeah, we're excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I've never done something like this. So we'll see how it turns out. Neither, ne- neither have we. Okay. So you're okay. 
we're, we're all new to the podcast okay. game. You're good. You're good. I was uh, I was I was telling Chelsea a little bit about you, and um, she's really excited to meet you. So mm. we're just gonna jump in, and we're just gonna talk. First of all, yes, you're calling from Colorado, so thank you. Yeah, because I know it's yeah. an hour ahead. Um, we're all in quarantine, so I'm curious where are you recording from? House. I actually just came <laughs> into my bedroom because my cat might show up, and then uh, <laughs> it will be part of the the podcast as well so um anyway yeah i'm in colorado springs and you know it's things have been have been opening up here uh since april 27th that's when the stay-at-home order kind of got um you know the restrictions were lifted a little bit so i think starting monday everything is opening up here yeah we're feeling that here in california so we're in southern california chelsea and i I'm recording from my garage so that the dogs don't bark. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Reality of podcasting during quarantine. What about you, Chelsea? I'm recording from my bedroom. It's the only room with carpet so that I don't echo. Oh. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. You can make a podcast states away. It's right. Awesome. It's awesome. So um, just to give people a little bit of background, um, I met Rocio through a mutual friend. I feel like it was like forever ago, but mm-hmm. it probably wasn't that long ago, right? Like a year ago? I think it was um, almost a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, right? So uh, we met through a mutual friend and immediately I was like, me and this chick have a lot in common. <laughs> Personal development, like energy is just not even a 10. It's probably like a 20 when you meet her in person. Um and I know the more we talk to you, the more we're going to get to see that personality come out on a podcast. So that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the story there. Personal development, I think, is definitely what got you and I talking a lot. Yes. And uh, we're going to touch on that and see, you know, really what personal development you've been doing over quarantine and and what your next chapter looks like, because mm-hmm. um, I know that that's all going to be good. But before we get into all that background and all that, I was I was talking to Chelsea as we were preparing for this podcast and I was like, Chelsea, I'm going to have to ask Rosio to tell this story. Uh-oh. And I know what story, you know, you know exactly what story I'm going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but no one's trying to know. Cause I think we have to start the podcast off with this story. So the very first story I hear as we're sitting down having drinks in a restaurant is about her and her friend going whale watching. <laughs> 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 Oh man. So I think before we even get in to like all the other stuff that you have going on in your life, <laughs> like we have to hear this this whale watching story again. Or at least Chelsea has to hear it okay. once in her lifetime. But I'm pretty sure all the listeners want to hear it too. Okay. <laughs> so what exactly happened? Like take us back to the day that you guys got on the boat to go away. Okay. Watch. So I am not the most um succinct person um so i'm gonna try to make it as short as possible but i think that there's so many details that are so key and important you know for the for the storyline that um i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you about them so now something let's see okay so i love um the ocean okay i love the motion of uh you know the water and like when you're on a boat um, it's just so soothing and relaxing for me. Um, and then I am, I'm fascinated by, um, 
you know, uh, marine life and whales and dolphins and everything that's in water. Um, so uh, let's see. Okay, so whale watching, it is one of my ultimate favorite things to do, right? And um, I've been doing whale watching. Let's see, I lived in California for about 15 years. So I've done it like some 20 times over the years. And always either off the coast of Dana Point or Newport Beach. And this one time, okay, so it was, when was it? It was February of 2019. And um, February 15th is my birthday. So my best friend and my boss at the time, uh, they decided to get me a trip to California because I was already living in Colorado. It's really cold. Um in February. So I'm like, you know, if I want something for my birthday, it will be a trip to California just because I love it so much. And so I went to California. Um, I flew in there on February 14th. And then 15th, it was my birthday. I turned 30 years old that year. And then the 16th, um, my best friend, Kristen, she uh, booked a trip, you know, well watching trip for the two of us. And my sweet friend, she gets motion sickness. So, uh, but we've been friends for about five, six years now, and she got it down to a T, you know, like she doesn't have a heavy breakfast. She takes medicine a couple hours before we go. And then, so she's totally fine throughout the trip. And um, so she came with me, you know, we went to do that and it was super, super good. Um, and I will have to actually show you pictures for you to understand it better, but it's okay. I'm going to do my best explaining this. We would love to see pictures. <laughs> Better yet, we'll post the pictures on the website afterwards too. I do so that people can really yeah, see all of it. Yeah, right? I do have pictures and videos. It was it was insane. So okay, so then um, okay, so we go to Newport Beach now. The week prior, so this was February sixteenth. It was a Saturday, and then that that whole week prior to this weekend, it rained in California, so the tide was really high. Um, that day, it was super windy. Um, Anyway, but we went on, you know, and we were going to have a good time. And we, we we did, you know, for sure. So anyway, so we go, you know, out into the ocean. It takes about an hour to go really out there to see if we can see some whales. We obviously saw some dolphins, and that was fun. And then we're on our way back. And now we're going, I don't know if I want to say, like, we're going against the current. But it got, like, the boat ride. It was a catamaran. I think there were like 50 people maybe in the boat, in the catamaran. And um, Kristen and I, we were in the very, very front because those are the best seats, you know, <laughs> in the place. So uh, we're not really sitting down. We're standing there. And then so on our way back, we're going against the current, I guess. And then so the catamaran is like breaking over the waves. And every time it went over a wave and then um, it broke over the wave, right? So we caught some little airtime and it was almost like being on a roller coaster. It was really fun. Um, and we're, you know, we're there having fun. There's like a couple next to us and they were super fun as well with a friend. So we're all joking and whatever. And then in one of those um, drops, between the drop, the, you know, I caught some airtime. So between that, the, the, the wind, I had a backpack on so my backpack became some sort of like um, parachute, if you will. And then between all these, you know, components, the wind totally threw me over the rail. 
and I fall in the water. Now, something important that I forgot to tell you is that um, I don't know how to swim. And that's always, it's so lame, but it's always the same joke. Every time the boat goes out into the ocean, I tell Kristen, I said, hey, hold on tight, because if you fall overboard, I am not saving you, you know, like, because I don't know how to swim. So, okay, so I fall under, I go, you know, into the water, and, okay, this actually happened, you know, I just couldn't believe it, but I'm like, okay, it's fine, just remain calm, you just need to get up on the boat again, right, like, um, and this happened over, like, two seconds, there was no time to do anything, and then right as I, you know, get my head out of the water, and I'm thinking this, um, the current sucks me right underneath the boat, um, or the catamaran, right, it's, it's pretty big um, catamaran, so, um, yeah, so I get, you know, I get sucked under it and I was there for about 15 seconds or so. Um, so what was going through your mind? Like literally you're, you're under the boat, oh, right? Yeah. Like you were under so the boat. I am under it. And then if you've never been underneath a boat or a catamaran, like it's so slippery. I don't think any of us have ever been under a boat in the middle of the ocean. I think you're the only one. <laughs> well, you know, the ca- the captain told me that in 15 years of doing that, he never like had a case like that, you know, like never had an accident. Like no one is wearing a life vest because I don't know. And and again, I've done it like 20 it times. Happen, it right? doesn't happen. So it was, I mean, I would be the one, right? So anyway, I guess sucked, like the current sucks me right underneath the catamaran. And then the, the, the thing was like, I was facing the catamaran, right? Like, so I get like hit up against it and I could see it above me. I have my eyes open. And then if you touch the, so the, 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 the bottom of it, it's so slippery. It's like you're touching something like super soapy. Um, you, there's no traction whatsoever. And, um, so I don't know if someone has seen the movie, uh, Finding Nemo, but if you remember that scene when Nemo is trying to go from like one fish tank to another, and he's trying to go through the propellers, um, and he's trying to put a little a little <laughs> pebble and stop the propellers from from you know going around. So anyway, that's the, the image that totally popped in my mind, and I'm like, oh my god, the propellers are gonna get me, and I'm gonna die. And I couldn't get a grip, right? Um, so I'm like, what I need to do is to turn myself upside down, so then I can. Because I have my snow boots on, and those have pretty good traction. So I thought if I put my my feet up against the, the catamaran, then I can push, uh, you know, out of here, right? So, again, I know that I have no skill whatsoever when it comes to swimming. I barely survive in a, you know, five-feet pool. So, um, in the ocean, I mean, the, the chances were, yeah, um, slim. So, anyway, then, um, okay, so... I turned myself upside down um, um, and I was able to push off the catamaran. Uh, the problem was that um, right as I went out from underneath it, a second current sucked me right back into um, underneath it a second time. And that's when I thought, I'm like, okay, this is it. You know, like, this is how I'm going to die. Um, so I just, I, I don't know, I thought of, of my family, I thought of my life. I thought that I lived a pretty good life up until that point. Um, 
And then I remember thinking about a test that I had the, that, that same week before I travel. I had a pretty big test and I was so stressed out about it. And I remember being underneath the boat and thinking, oh, my God, it was so stupid to think about that. Like, it doesn't even matter, you know. Um, and then I remember being sad because I thought if something happens to me, then my best friend will have to, uh, you know, reach out to my family. My family is all back in Argentina. So, um, you know, it will be a little it would take some time to bring me back there and everything. So anyway, I was thinking of all of that, but then I'm a woman of faith, obviously. And then I thought, you know what? I, I call on God and I said, Hey, I know that I'm not alone. I know that you're with me. Um, I'm not just going to sit here. I'm going to do it one more time, but please help me. And yeah. So what I, I tried a second time to try to get from underneath the, the catamaran and what had happened. I, at that point I had to close my eyes to really focus on what I was doing because I was running out of breath and just too much adrenaline was going on. Um, and yeah, so I closed my eyes. And then the next thing I, I know is that I just, I am, I don't know, I'm still floating in water, but I look up and then I see the sky and I can breathe. Um, and I'm like, am I in heaven? And then I thought if I was in heaven, I wouldn't mean still in the water, but anyway. And then I, I look to the side and I see the catamaran like a hundred feet away from me. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So what had happened was like when the captain didn't see me floating around, he killed the engine and then he put the, the catamaran in like in reverse. So then that's when I got um, spit to the side. I think. I, uh, wow. I think I got, <laughs> let me just pick it off the floor. <laughs> like, wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, you had to really believe. like. Where do we go? I know, from right? There? It's oh, crazy. It's, there's so, okay, so this is where you go. You just go up. You 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 realize how fragile life is, and then everything that you worried about or that you like stressed for no reason, it just it like it vanishes. Like nothing matters. Okay. Yeah, but but I think so many people are figuring that out right now during quarantine too. Yes. Like they're realizing like what's important in mm -hmm. life, right? Like, I think that's such a, like, such a valuable lesson to take. But, I mean, I, I mean, that's the second time I've heard this story. And still, like, I, I'm, like, I can taste the salt water. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I am right? not the best at did storytelling you, because I go around. So, did you get free tickets for life? Not for life, but we got, like, 20 free tickets. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so, that's my next question is, have you been out whale watching since then? <sighs> no, I have not. But um, I definitely want to go back. Now, this is something interesting that happened to me was like, so that was to happen in February. And then sometime in, I think it was July of last year, um, I went to Knott's Berry Farm and um, I was in a roller coaster. It was the first ride of the day. I was sitting there. I was holding on tight to the metal, you know, handles on my seat. And it was in it. And I love roller coasters, okay? I'm a total adrenaline junkie. And then it was in one of those upside down loops that the very same fear sunk in, you know, inside me. And it totally took me back to the moment when I was like literally upside down, like my feet up in the air and I'm, I'm, I am upside down holding onto the rail. I'm thinking someone is going to see me and they're going to grab my legs and bring me back to the boat, right? Well, it, it only took like two seconds, but no, no one did. And <laughs> and then I just went, you know, into the water. Um, 
but yeah so and then after that right I'm like okay I'm pretty done I'm not doing this again because again you like that reality of life is so fragile and then nothing ever goes wrong but there is that I mean obviously I'm the exception to the rule so um I'm like I don't know I just didn't want to risk it anymore so yeah that's crazy absolutely crazy it is but I love the story I mean mind you we we were talking about the story and having drinks at the same time so I think people were giving us dirty looks inside the, yes. the restaurant, weren't they? They were like, can, can these people yes, shut up just right? for a minute? And you, like my best friend, she tells the story way, way, way better than I do, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, it's pretty. And, and she has her own side of the story as well. Um, it would be cool to do a little conversation with her just because she can tell yeah. you what, you know, her reality or her version was being on the boat. And it's it's really cool. I have some videos, so I'm going to send them to you. And I have... Because two seconds probably felt like a lifetime for her. Like, oh, where is she? Oh, my God. Absolutely. I'm going to see a what? dead body float up like in two seconds. <laughs> so, right? you know, when I, when I was able to breathe oxygen again, and then I realized, okay, I'm just floating here. And normally that is my issue, is that I get tired of like just doing the doggy paddle and then I cannot breathe very well. And um, so when I was floating, I thought all I have to do right now is to remain calm and focus on my breathing. If I was able to get from underneath the catamaran, which was the hardest part and the propellers didn't get me, um, then, you know, God is going to get me out of this one. I mean, I, I definitely believe that. I'm like, I'm just going to float all the way back to shore. You know, I don't know. But um so overall, I think I was underneath the catamaran about 15 seconds or so. And then I was in the water for some good five minutes because the guys, the two crew guys, so there's the captain and then two guys uh, that were part of the crew, they did not know what to do. They were terrified and they threw the life ring at me like three times and they couldn't get it because it was so windy. And the tide was so high that it like the water was terrible. And then thank God there was a retired cop, I think, or firefighter or something like that. And he knew exactly what to do. Um, it was, yeah. So, um, yeah, but Kristen will tell you a very different version. She's like, yeah, when I saw her pop out of, from underneath, you know, from the water, like she wasn't bleeding. She wasn't missing any limbs or anything like that. So... <laughs> and I'm like oh god I didn't even think about that and then people ask me were you thinking like what was underneath you and I never once thought uh what's underneath me because if I did I think I would have panicked and it would have been way worse I am still having trouble wrapping my head around this because I was going along for the ride with your story I'm like that's so yeah. great the whales she loves the water and then when you drop the bomb that you can't swim I'm like oh no oh. <laughs> I just I'm like speechless that you had the poise um, and the wherewithal to like save yourself essentially I just think I would have been a ball of nerves and gotten stuck or I might have swum to the bottom of the ocean I don't know I am I'm literally and everyone who knows me knows I love to talk but I think I'm just literally lost for words <laughs> the crazy oh story God. Oh no, I just think that when you when you're in that, like your survival instinct kicks in really, really well. Um and yeah, I mean I understand that a lot of people wouldn't know what to do. I don't think I knew what to do. I think I think I was just lucky. Um 
my doctor couldn't believe that I left without a single scratch. I had some bruises from from hitting, you know, my body up against the rail and then the boat, but um, it like besides that, um, nothing else. So I was definitely very lucky. Uh, but you don't really have much time to think, you know. And then a lot of people told me like, oh, you should have gone down, you know, like deeper into the water so then you can break free from the tide or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't think about that. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> no, I, I love the story. And the more I was thinking about, okay, we're going to record this podcast. We get to chat with Rocio. And I'm just like thinking, okay, this is everything we're going through right now through a pandemic. And what are people doing? And what does that look like? And, you know, I looked back on the last 12 weeks for me and it was filled with, you know, anxiety, nervousness, panic, uncertainty. Um, I had family members that got sick. I actually lost a family member during this time. And so, wow. I'm so um, sorry. yeah. And so I think it was important that I was like, let's share the story because I knew for you, like you're on a different path in your life right now. And I can't wait to talk about that. But for so many people, like they, if they didn't utilize this time, um, yeah. it's still not too late to utilize this time. And I think that's so important to know is we're, we're all figuring out what's important and what's not important. And yeah. for me, like I would get to work every single day at like 7 a.m. And um, that was just my routine. And during this whole process, I had to tell my team, like for my self-care, like I'm going to show up at 9 or 10 a.m. just so I can get an extra hour of sleep or two because my body is tired. And so I think during this whole time, we, we figured out what was important and what are some things that weren't important. And so I, I thought that story was going to totally just open that up and have this amazing discussion about, you know, what the journey you're on is like. Um, so to kind of give people a little bit of backstory, I mean, you already mentioned it. You were born in Argentina. Um, how old were you when you moved to the U.S.? I was 15 years old. 15. Big change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Teenager, yeah. big change. Yeah. Um, so what brought you to the United States? Um, well, I would have to say opportunity, truly. My family, yeah. my parents were okay surviving in Argentina, but there wasn't really much future um, for my brothers and I. I have two brothers. And um, yeah, so we were looking for a better life, better opportunities, you know? Yeah. Um, did that mean like school or like what, what, what did that look like? Yeah, just in general. I mean, Argentina is... And I don't want to go too much into that because I know it's, it's, I mean, I haven't been there in like almost 17 years, yeah, so totally. I can't speak for that reality <laughs> anymore. Uh, but at the time, you know, in the early 2000s, um, the economic system was, was really unstable. So we didn't know what was going to happen with the country. So I guess we were looking for better job opportunities. And also, I mean, my family, we really value education. Um, so we definitely wanted to provide for that as well. And obviously everything kind of sort of starts with money, I guess, right? Yeah, uh, you have to have the right resources. And we were at a point where, I mean, we were really in huge survival mode, you know, like, I mean, we, we experienced some severe and serious uh, poverty. So, so I guess that we were just looking for the bare minimum. We were not thinking, you know, um, that we were going to be millionaires. We never thought of that. We were just looking for just to survive, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, um, did you start college while you were out here or? 
Yeah. So, okay. So my story, it's a little, it's, it's not all over the place, but it kind of is. You can tell um, it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so my family, after a couple of years, my family decided to go back to Argentina because adapting to a new culture, um, it was really hard for them. And I also had grandparents in Argentina that were very ill and they needed, you know, a lot of attention and we just couldn't produce enough money to to provide for you know nurses and things like that so um anyway my family went back to Argentina and I was 17 years old and I decided to that I didn't want to go back to Argentina so I said no I'm going to stay you know I'm going to stay here uh in the states in California and um I actually dropped out of high school in my sophomore year to get a job and I did um eventually I got my I think it's a GRE or some or GED I think it's a GED uh, certification. And then, yeah. And then I went to college. I went to Saddleback college and I got my, um, associate's degree there. And then I transferred to Cal State Fullerton and I was working on my degree in psychology. Awesome. What, um, what inspired you to kind of pursue psychology? So I've always wanted to be a teacher by, you know, that's my vocation to teach, to help people. I love working with children. Um, at the moment, I, at the time, I was working with kids with special needs, uh, mostly like autism and then ADHD. And um, I wanted to be a school teacher, but then with all due respect, but just school teachers don't get paid um, well. And so I'm like, I'm not going to get the results that I want being a school teacher. So then I thought, OK, what's the next layer? You know, how can I make more money still teaching and, and creating an impact? And um so I thought, okay, therapy will be really good. And I was going for occupational therapy. Uh, and then I just, I was getting my bachelor's in psychology and I started to understand where the field was going and neuropsychology is huge. And that's really where the, the field of psychology and the, you know, the different therapies are really uh, going towards, you know, neurology. And um, so, yeah, so I decided to get, well, I was on my path to get my PhD in neuropsychology. That is so impressive. I um, I think that's really neat. And I love what you said about teachers, because I think the one thing that I've heard echoed through so many parents currently in the state that we're in is that they're so much more appreciative of teachers now that they're having to teach their kids. And so hopefully <laughs> maybe we'll reevaluate how much we pay teachers in the future <laughs> as people absolutely that they are. <laughs> Absolutely. I think um, because you guys mentioned the, the pandemic and how things are changing a lot, I think that, uh, yeah, we definitely have to reassess our values, um, our priorities and education. I mean, it's it's the basic, right? It's the foundation. We start when we're very, very little and um, and teachers play a critical role in the development of a child. Um, and we have to really value them. So true. So true. So when you think about like your next chapter, what does that look like? Cause you were saying you were going down the path of getting your PhD. What, what crossed that path? Like what, what changed, what happened? You know, what is this next chapter going to look like? Okay. So, um, Again, I'm a little unorthodox, so um, don't I, I don't want to trash um, what other people are doing by any means. This is just my own personal path. And uh, what got in the way was that I've 
So working, being, being on, uh, by myself here in the States, um, it's, it's not easy, you know, especially living, living in California and Orange County. It was, um, I had like five different jobs trying to survive, uh, putting myself through school, getting student loans, and I was exhausted all the time. Um, and it feels like there's so many loops and there's so much red tape um, for so many things that I recognized that I, I, I couldn't continue working at the capacity that I was working um, because I was exhausting myself. And then I felt like I was not making enough progress um, in the academic world um, for it to be significant in my own personal timeline, right? Um, so for example, I haven't seen my family in four years because I've always put, you know, uh, working and putting myself through school first. Um, I think it's important to mention that I also help my family financially. Um, and there's a significant, you know, responsibility there as well. So it's not like I can, I can just, you know, pick up a go or change, um, jobs or lives just like that right yeah so, so you wanted that um, time freedom right yes absolutely yeah that nine and to five wanted, job doesn't give you that time to freedom then we totally know well yeah and only if i had just that right like i've always had at least two, two jobs trying to you know support myself support my family and also put myself through school and all I ever did was dig a deeper hole, like financially, at least with debt for myself. And I'm like, this it doesn't make any sense. And then I realized that I was making more money being a business owner or an entrepreneur without the degree than I would ever make with the degree. And then even with a PhD, I was going to create such a huge debt with student loans that it was going to take me decades to pay it back. And I'm like, there has to be a better way. Like, I knew that other people were doing other things. And I'm like, it cannot just be me. So, um, yeah. So that's why I decided to just not continue uh, pursuing my degree. At least for now. Who knows? Maybe like five years, you know, I'm like super financially stable. And then I decide to go back just for fun. But right now, that is not my priority. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I mean, I know someone who who um, had a, has a PhD and had the hardest time because they couldn't find a job. Either they were overqualified mm -hmm. um, yeah. or it put them in such a small box. And so, exactly. you know, by no means, once again, are we saying that don't go out and get a degree if that's the path you're taking by all means. And so um, I think it's, I think it's awesome that you're taking a different look at life right now and you're, you're taking a different path. Have you thought about, what this entrepreneur side of you is going to look like? Like, what do you want to pursue? Like what's, what's fueling that passion right now? Um, okay. So, well, I got connected with like some really incredible individuals um, and a couple became my mentors and they're showing me, you know, like how to, how to build businesses, how to build life around that, right. Around the goals that I have. Um, First of all, I mean, they have the results that I want to achieve in my life. Um, so they're basically showing me how to get the same results that they did. And I think that is the, that is the biggest thing uh, for me right now. Like that is my biggest uh, reassurance, if anything, you know, knowing that I have guidance. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, besides the results, you know, like you don't get results right away, uh, but I'm starting to get results now. And um, yeah, and I think like for the first time in my life, I have to say, um, I feel pretty stable and calm. And even though in the, in the midst of the pandemic and everything that is going on, but that is separate. I just feel like finally I'm putting my time and my effort into something that it will actually give me a future, you know, and then I actually have something to show for it, not just uh, debt, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. I mean, I just came back from a personal development three-day seminar um, back in late February. And, you know, I had so many people that were like, why are you spending all this money on going to a conference? And really, it's about putting yourself first and yep. fueling whatever passion or desire you have. And for me, like, I mean, you know who Brendan Bruchard is, but he's mm -hmm. he's been on my top list of personal development influencers. And um, of course, I was fangirling. Like, let's just be real, <laughs> right? Like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the same room finally. But I know, right? It's yeah. pretty surreal. But at the end of the day, uh, I came back so much more energized and passionate that I actually finished my life coach certification um, at the end yeah. of February, too. So I totally get what you're saying. Um, have you had a mentor before this, or is this the first time you had a chance to to work with someone that that really mentored you? So, um, I mean, I had someone guiding me through life since I was a teenager. Um, she was actually my my therapist, and I've known her for years. And she was just so key in my development when I was uh, a teenager, you know, and, and a young adult. Um, but no, nothing, nothing to the. Um, intensity or the depth you know that these people are uh guiding me and teaching me so uh, but i think i i totally get what you're saying and i think that something that people don't realize is that they think oh it's so expensive to go you know to buy a book or to invest in a learning program or something like that and it actually is not if you think about it how much money we spend on school alone just to get a certification or a paper that says oh you completed four years or seven or eight or nine whatever um how many however long it took you but um and half the time don't, we don't even like that content at school right exactly half the time we're you just not even apply it yeah half the time we're no just theory. sitting through it to get a degree exactly yeah so it's like you need to invest in yourself like i, I mean obviously doctors you know they have to go to school but like we we live in the in the era of information like we have so much information available that we don't have to go and spend so much money on just trivial things that are free online you know um but i think investing in a coach or a mentor even just any kind of like learning program it, i think that's key honestly yeah. i love what you said about um you know doing things that still fit your needs and um you were so kind in the way that you worded it about not disrespecting anyone else's journey that chooses to do school or doesn't. But I think, um, you know, your message about doing things that fill your cup and saying no to things that no longer suit you is so prevalent given everything that's going on in the world right now. Absolutely. Uh, we really like to take a hard look at what really does bring us joy and what doesn't suit our purposes. Cause we've had nothing but time with this pandemic to think about. Yeah. And um, I think it's really brave because the path that you're on is not always the easy path and it could be very scary. Um, but I think that 
the level of happiness that you have when you speak about your own business and about taking away things that don't suit you, I can like hear it over the phone that it brings you joy. And cool. I think you will be so much more satisfied with that path because it's something that you really love. I can tell that you really believe in it. Mm-hmm. That's such a great like um, thing to consider and like for people to take away right now. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think I, I've spent uh, 10 years um, in a university or some sort of like, you know, um, higher education um, institution. And in, in the past year, I've been happier than in the previous 10 years, you know. Um, and I think something that I would like to challenge everyone to do is to think, okay, why why do I do what I do? You know, sometimes I feel like, and I, I know this from my very own experience because we go to school just because everybody tells you, you know, go to school, learn a skill, get a job. But that, that was, that's old school thinking truly, you know, the world is changing rapidly. Um, The way the education system was created, it was back in the industrial age. Now we live in the information age and I really, um, I mean, I'm not trashing whatever path anyone decides to go, you know, down by all means, go ahead and do it and do it well. Um, but ask yourself, like, am I doing this because I want to do this or is it because someone else is telling me or because a million of other people did it? You know, uh, that was me. I didn't know where to go. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go get student loans because there's a million other people that have done it, you know, and I didn't know that I had other options, obviously. Uh, but as I started looking, I found them. Um, but yeah, so just don't just go blindly, you know, following everyone. Uh, educate yourself for sure, because we have so much information available that that is the key right there to educate yourself. Yeah, that's some valuable advice, because when we think about just the environment that we live in today, businesses, if they want to survive this economic hardship, that's that's going to continue to happen and get worse. They're going to have to modify their business operations to be able to survive what's coming. Right. And so for you to say, like, you know, we have to change, we have to modify who we are and adapt and not strictly um, adhere to to old school thinking, if you want to call it that, or Mm -hmm. whatever regimen was presented before us. And for some people, that's, hey, mom and dad want me to go to college. I have to do this, this and this to be able to get where someone else wants me to get, or, um, you know, I was brought up a certain way. So you have to go to school, get a degree, get a certain job to be classified as successful. And frankly, like what you're saying is if we don't adapt, um, Mm -hmm. frankly, it's going to be the end of us, right? We're we're not going to be happy in the long run. Majority of us. Some people may, right? Some people, they need that. Uh, it was it was great because you had sent me a book um, wired that way, and yeah. so for some people you need that structure, and that works for you. And for other people, I'm one of those people. Um, I like a little structure, but I also like to kind of live on the edge a little bit and yeah. and, and try different <laughs> things and figure out what brings me passion. And so uh, it's just such valuable advice there. Absolutely, thank you. Yeah. So, what books are you reading right now? Just curious. Um, you know what? It's I think it's called Over the Top by Zig Ziglar. One of the best. It's, what? Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it's so fantastic. I'm so uh, obsessed with that and um, obsessed. I don't like using that word because it's not accurate, but it's it's a really really good book. And 
I think it's it's I think that's the the transformation that I'm going through right now. It's moving from survival to stability, and I think I already have stability. Now I want to move towards success. And for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm in a place where I can actually breathe, you know, and be like, okay, everyone is well, believe it or not, in the middle of the pandemic, it sounds so contradictory, but um, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm good. You know, like I have my health, my family's doing well, they have their health and, and um, my family is, is more united than we have ever been. And I just, uh, so now I'm like, okay, we're fine. Now let's move on to the next level. And I don't even know. I mean, I know what, what I want that level to look like, um, but I don't know how to get there necessarily. I know I will get there and I have people helping me. It's just this is completely new to me and my family truly as well because I count my family as a huge part of myself. So I think it's great that you're counting your blessings during all of this. It's so easy to think about the things that we're not getting or we're not able to do. Um, my fiance and I were just talking about this over dinner last night that, you know, there's so much going on. I'm just so grateful to have a job and I'm so grateful that we have food on our table every day. And we really should think of the things, um, that lifted us up during this, not the things that tear us down. I mean, even, um, we were discussing Saturday was supposed to be our wedding date and we had to postpone it because of all the pandemic stuff. Mm. We're not even looking at it, um, negatively because at the end of the day, we still have each other. And we have so much to be grateful for considering what other people are going through right now. So I love that right. you really didn't focus on any of the negative on that and just focus on the things you were grateful for, like your family and all that. And I think that's, it's such a good um, outlook and it's kind of refreshing because our area, a lot of people are very negative about this. So it's just, yeah. you know, you really haven't mentioned one negative thing about all of the stuff that you're going through. This has been so positive. I just love that mindset. Good. Thank you. I have to say a lot of people get annoyed at me because they're like, you're just too positive and that's no, annoying. Can you be realistic? No, no, it's, it really is. It's refreshing. Who are these people? We'll hunt them down. <laughs> we'll get them. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I think, I think the names. correct terms is we'll cut a person for you. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just tell us who it is, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Vic. I like to know that you got my back. Got I know that back. I need that, but still though. <laughs> Now, your type of energy is what we need everywhere. 100%. Every time I talk to you, mind you, it's on clips via Instagram. Um, that's our new thing is these voice clips. And I told her, I was like, we're just going to cut and paste these into a, a podcast. There you go. Um, it would just be fun. But your energy is really what lights up the room. And I can't wait for people to to experience Rocio and get to, to really see what your journey is going to be like. Um, but you know this this energy is amazing oh thank you so much that really warms my heart that's awesome okay that that gives me reassurance that i have to that i'm not being annoying that it's good <laughs> but we need more crazy boat stories because <laughs> i know there's more out there we just we, we barely touched the iceberg on that one there's more just, yes <laughs> But you mean just coming from me? I mean, there's 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 quite oh, some stories. I mean, I mean, don't jump off any boats. I don't want to. Okay, no, no, it, no. It would be cool to all all of us to just go and experience the first boat ride again. I would love after to. that. I, I've actually never done it before, so going. <gasps> oh, you have to do much, it. That would be an absolute privilege. Yes. I'm up for it. 
I'm yeah. I mean, as soon as as soon as the world opens up and we can get on a boat and go whale watching, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. It will be so cool. Absolutely, yeah. I will have to get myself to California first, but yes. Oh, I don't think it's going to be hard to convince you to do that. I have a feeling. Mm, yeah. No, I, I was actually going to go. Uh, I was going to go, but then the pandemic happened and I'm like, oh my goodness. And now it's June and I still haven't been able to go. But as soon as everything opens up, I'm going to get myself there. But can we can we get you to wear a life vest? <laughs> Sure. I mean, yeah, I think I have to say, so we tried, we booked a trip, but we never went to it, but we, we booked a trip and now they have this new waiver that you have to sign <laughs> and disclaimer that if something happens to you, you cannot sue them. And I think it's funny. It definitely happened after my accident for sure. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. Well, we got a few minutes left. Um, and so I was just curious, like, what advice you have for people listening that maybe are afraid to to start a new journey in their life or start that next chapter or take the leap of faith into a new job, a new project? Um, like, what advice would you give someone? Um, well, it sounds super simplistic, but honestly, just go for it. I mean, it, I sometimes I wonder... I wish I would have started sooner. You know, what it's meant for you is going to find you one way or another. Um, and I think you have to, mindset is key. You have to be positive. You have to be hopeful. You have to believe that things could be better and that you have the power to make them so. And, um, and invest in yourself, educate. I know it's a lot of pieces to one advice, but it's like you're important. And if you have a vision, to to grow and then also to create an impact um it's worth investing in that and then going for that so whatever it takes for as long as it takes just go and do it yeah we all want to leave a legacy right yes awesome well we cannot thank you enough for taking some time out to chat with us i i seriously feel like we can chat for hours this was um, truly yes I don't no, know. Thank if, you guys. This is fun. I don't know if like they would allow me to put a four hour podcast <laughs> up, but we can try we next try. time. Um, but yeah. we got we definitely have to meet up with you again, talk about personal development, because I know that's a huge passion of yours. Um, dive into more books that you're reading. I'm getting into Ryan Holiday. Uh, really, I've watched Ooh. him on YouTube videos, but I've never read any of his books. So that's kind of on my to do list right now um, to kind of get a better insight into his world uh so yeah oh you what about you chelsea you're gonna any say, last words i've read a ton of books in quarantine but i've been getting really into like sci-fi fantasy so no self-help here but a lot of like elves and orcs and <laughs> fantasy worlds because our world is a little crazy right now but <laughs> nice that's a good little escape right yeah, no self-help books here, but I think it is very helpful because it's kind of a, like you said, an escape. So lots of books, but not the same kind at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for jumping on. I know it's getting bedtime in your state. Of uh, course. Getting late in our guys. state. Um, but well, yeah, we'll wrap it up and we will definitely put you on the books because we have to connect again. We have to do something else and we have to get on that boat Oh, ride. yeah. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. I cannot wait to meet you in person. Awesome. Thank you, Chelsea. Likewise. (laughs) All right. Well, good night. And we will see you next time. Okay. Have a good one.